sinful anxiety enters the picture when you take your eyes off of God, when you doubt His care, when you focus on the problem to the exclusion of taking the problem to God. Welcome to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire author and founding senior pastor of the exciting Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas, Pastor Jeff is known for his heartfelt and practical proclamation of the scriptures. We are so glad you joined us today. So stay tuned as Pastor Jeff teaches, encourages, and challenges you from the Word of God. Anxiety is one of the most crippling giants we fight, yet God has an answer. Hi, and welcome to Life Talk. I'm Jeff Wickwire, and thank you for joining us. Today, we're continuing a brand new series that I've called Disarming Your Giants. You know, in all transparency, there was a time in my life when anxiety wrought havoc with me. There were days it was all I could do to function, and this went on for a number of years. Yet God finally gave me a weapon that helped me defeat this paralyzing giant and live in freedom. Perhaps you're dealing with anxiety this very moment and don't know what to do. Well, you've tuned in to the right broadcast because we're going to be sharing today the Bible's answer to anxiety and how to be free. So grab your Bible and follow along as I share the message, Disarming Anxiety. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Now, the word anxious is really interesting. It's taken from a Greek word that means to be divided or distracted. To be divided or distracted. It means that you're trying to focus on something, but you can't because you're distracted. You're divided. James called it having a double mind. You're double-minded. You're pulled in several different directions when you need to be focusing on the Lord and His will for your life, on your spiritual growth. So to be divided, we say about somebody or ourselves, we we say, I'm really torn about this. That's an expression of, I'm having anxiety. It's tearing me. It's pulling me. It's distracting me. We say about another person, boy, they really fell apart. Well, they probably didn't fall apart. They were pulled apart by anxiety and distraction. It means you can't focus. You're having trouble staying with one thing. And that's the whole idea behind anxiety. And one of the consequences of America departing from God, as we have done publicly anyway, in the schools, in the sports events, and all the places where we cannot say the name of God or the name of Christ anymore, the way our culture has said to God, we really don't want you anymore. Thanks, but no thanks. There are consequences for that. And one of them has been a rise in national anxiety. A rise in national angst. The Atlanta Journal reports these words, quote, America is turning into a country of hand ringers. Nearly one in five of us, 40 million American adults, suffer from anxiety disorders. Think about that. That's incredible. 40 million people have such anxiety, it becomes officially a disorder. I am so anxious I have developed a disorder. I need help. 
Another periodical reports this, quote, America has become a very tense and anxious nation. Millions of us are kept awake at night by racing thoughts. And we're so edgy during the day that our blood pressure skyrockets and our hearts pound, even though there's no real threat in sight. It's floating anxiety. My heart races. I can't sleep. I toss and turn at night because I'm anxious and I can't even pinpoint why. I'm just anxious. A perfect example of an anxious personality or an anxious mindset is in the story of Mary and Martha when Jesus came to their house. And you know the story. Mary immediately sat at Jesus' feet and began to listen to what he was saying and received the word of God and was just being blessed just for hours on end while Martha was in the kitchen and you could hear the clinging and the clanging and the slamming doors as her anger arose that Mary wasn't in there with her. And finally she came bursting into the room and said, Jesus, would you tell Mary, now I'm paraphrasing here, but would you tell my sister to get in here and help me? Now I want you to listen to what Jesus said to her. He said, Martha, Martha, when he says your name twice, you're in trouble. (laughs) Martha, Martha, you are anxious. Now hear this. It means, Martha, you have an anxious mind. You are anxious and troubled about many things. That describe you? You are anxious and troubled about many things. But one thing is necessary, said Jesus. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. In other words, Mary has chosen something that she's never going to lose. And that is receiving the word of God like you're doing right now. You're receiving a word from the Lord out of his book and you're never going to lose it. It's a seed sown into your spirit and it's eternal. It's called the eternal seed of the word of God. So Jesus is saying, Martha, you are so filled with anxiety that you're distracted. You're pulled. You can't focus on my word and your anxiety is robbing you of my word. You're so busy with the work of the Lord, you have no time for the Lord of the work. So Martha, you're losing. You're losing because of your anxiety. And that's the story behind anxiety. Anxiety is designed by the enemy to rob us of being able to focus on the one thing that Jesus said was needful. How many times do we say, I'm too busy to go to church? I'm too busy to pray. I'm too busy to get into the word. And you know what we're saying right there? I'm so filled with anxiety and cares, I can't focus. So there's really two kinds of people in the world. Those who are so anxious and troubled about life, they cannot focus on the one thing most important, Jesus Christ and his word. And then there's those who are able to lay aside their worries and their cares in order to respond to him, spend time with him, and grow spiritually. And so you're either a Martha or a Mary, but my guess is, All of us are, at one time or another, a little bit of both, depending on the day. See, on Sunday, we're all Marys. Hallelujah, glory to God. Halo over our head. But on Monday, we become Martha, right? Now, anxiety has an evil twin. The evil twin of anxiety is worry. I hate worry. I hate worry because of what it does to you. Now, keep in mind, anxiety means to be distracted to be pulled aside, not able to focus. But worry means to strangle or to choke. And they work together. 
Anxiety and worry work together. They feed each other. They feed on each other. When you're anxious, you worry. And when you worry, you're anxious. They feed each other. The idea behind worry is, while I'm being distracted by the anxiety, I'm being choked. My spiritual life is being choked by worry. It's being strangled. Worry strangles our joy. It chokes our peace. And it will even strangle and affect your health if you don't deal with worry. Worry puts that knot in your stomach, robs you of sleep, makes you believe things are coming that may not be coming at all. It is filled with fear, uncertainty. There is torment in worry. There is torment in anxiety. The Bible says fear has torment. And he that fears is not made perfect in love. And I'm going to tell you, folks, God did not give us anxiety and he did not give us worry. It didn't come from God. If you're worried or you're filled with anxiety, you can know God the Father did not give that to you. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus took straight deadly aim at worry. And he told those that were following him, he said, do not worry. And he told them what not to worry about. He said, therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life. Don't worry about your life. What you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what, what, or your body, what you're going to wear. Don't worry about drink, food, clothing. Don't worry about the basic necessities of life. Don't worry about those things because you, my disciples, have a heavenly father who's going to take care of you. So don't be choked with worry about stuff, things, basic necessities. And while he was at it, he told us another thing don't worry about. He said, don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Trouble, or today's trouble, is enough for today. Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow's not here yet. You don't know what's coming with tomorrow. Somebody said, worry about tomorrow is like paying interest on troubles that haven't come. You're paying on a loan you haven't taken. You're paying interest on a loan that you haven't even gotten. You're paying interest on tomorrow's troubles when they're not even here yet and may not even happen. You're investing in tomorrow when you don't know what tomorrow brings. Don't worry about tomorrow. Worry is like a dark room where negatives are developed. If you're worrying, if you're all in a cloud of worry, man, you can come up with some good stuff. As a matter of fact, worry is like backward faith. Because what is faith? Faith is, I believe something good is on the way. I believe God's going to save me, bless me, lead me, guide me, heal me, deliver me. I wake up in the morning, I'm excited about what God's going to do. Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of good and not of evil, to give you a future and to give you a hope. And if you have a God like that, you ought to wake up excited. What is God going to do today? What is God going to do in my life today? And every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights, James said, in whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of change. Of his own goodwill, he begat us with the word of truth. So when it's God that you're believing for, you know that it's going to be good. But worry is the opposite. Worry is opposite faith. It's almost hell's kind of faith. Because worry believes that something bad is going to happen, and you will worry about it, and worry about it and worry about expecting, you know, that you're going to get a bad report, that you're going to lose your job, your marriage is going to fall apart, your kids are going to go crazy, 
You're worried. You're eaten up with it. And it's choking you. It's opposite. It's hell's faith. So don't worry, said Jesus. Don't invest your energy and your time in worrying about an unknown tomorrow. So if you're worried about tomorrow, stop it. Stop it. Because who holds your tomorrow, the devil or God? God holds your tomorrows. And Jesus said, by the way, if you're worrying, can I just inform you, it's completely useless. You're doing something that's never going to accomplish a thing. He said, can all your worries add a single moment to your life or an inch to your height? Can you sit around worrying about things? In other words, worry is futile. It accomplishes absolutely nothing but making you sick. It solves nothing. It's like sitting in a rocking chair. You're going back and forth, but going nowhere. It's like being on a hamster's wheel. You're worried, worried. You're running in that worry, but you're not getting anywhere. It's not accomplishing anything. It's futile. So can you say with me today, worry is not worth it. Stop it. Jesus assured his disciples. Listen to what Jesus said. He said, God knows about your needs and your heavenly father is going to take care of you. They're just walking along and he's talking to them about worry. He says, don't worry about things. And then he said, come on guys, look up at the sky. Look up there. And he said, look at the birds. See that sparrow. See that mockingbird. See that cardinal. See that blue jay. See that crow. See that blackbird. See them all. They don't plant and they don't harvest. They don't have a job. They don't get a paycheck. They don't go to the bird store. But he said, your heavenly father feeds every one of them. You know, I worry about those birds every winter. When it's going to ice and snow and it's really, really cold, I look out my window and I worry about those birds. And then I remember this verse where Jesus said, your heavenly father feeds them and not one falls to the ground without his notice. But even so, I take them out food. I say, God's going to use me. But he says, look, he said, if I feed the sparrow, the blackbird, the blue jay, I feed all those birds in winter and summer, in terrible weather and good. Are you not much more valuable than them? And you think if I take care of those birds, I'm not going to take care of you. So stop your worrying. But he didn't stop there. He went from pointing up to pointing around. He said, guys, look at the fields. Look at the fields. Look at the lilies, how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. They don't have a mall to go to. They have no clothing stores. They just sit there. And yet, he says, Solomon in all of his glory was not dressed as beautifully as one of those blue bonnets on the side of the road. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly take care of you. You can hear Jesus, so stop worrying. And wrapping up his message on worry, Jesus told us what a well-balanced life looks like. He says, if you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, which you can only do if you're not filled with anxiety and worry, you will put him first if you're free of those things. He said, if you will put him first and seek his kingdom, all these things will be added to you. Promise. It'll get to you. So we know what Jesus said about worry. We know that we shouldn't be filled with anxiety. We have been commanded as his followers not to worry and not to be filled with anxiety. 
We know that it robs us. We know it steals from us. We know it affects us. It's a thief. We know that. But how do you disarm it when it comes? Because my experience with worry and anxiety is it gets a hold of me, gets a grip on me, and I'm experiencing it. And it's almost like, how do I stop this thought process, this cycle? How do I disarm this anxiety? And that's exactly what Paul told us how to do in Philippians 4. Here's how you disarm it. He said, first, be anxious for nothing. Now, watch carefully. There is a difference between being legitimately concerned about something and being filled with sinful anxiety. If you are legitimately concerned about something, God says, I made you that way. You got children that have gone off into drugs or your spouse is not walking with God or you're afraid about your marriage or afraid about your job or there's things going on that concern you. God understands that. If you are looking at the weather forecast and the weatherman says, here's a tornado, it's a major one, and you see that it's headed straight for your house. If you're not concerned, something is wrong with you. Okay? But here's the deal. Sinful anxiety enters the picture when you take your eyes off of God, when you doubt his care, when you focus on the problem to the exclusion of taking the problem to God. It is when you freak out, you panic, and you forget God, and you lose faith in God, and you fully focus on the problem. That is when you're in sinful anxiety. And Jesus said, don't do that. Perfect example is the disciples on the boat. The disciples on the boat with Jesus, they're out in the middle of the sea, they're halfway across, and suddenly out of nowhere comes a terrible storm. Lightning is flashing, thunder booming, waves rolling. They start rolling into the boat. And the disciples went from legitimate concern to sinful anxiety. And they shouted out to the Lord who was asleep in the helm. They shouted out, don't you care that we are drowning? Well, of course he did. Jesus stood up, yawned, rubbed his eyes, looked up at the storm. Stop it. Pointed the waves. Stop it. And then looked at them. And they're like this. 50 cent pieces for eyeballs. And they asked a great question. What manner of man is this? That even the winds and the seas obey him. We thought he was just kind of a good teacher. We were thinking he was just kind of an inspirational personality. But this guy just talked to the storm and to the ocean. And it said, yes, sir. Okay? So there's only one person who can do that, and that is God the Son, who made all those things anyway. And Jesus looked at them and he said, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? So with that in mind, Paul's advice, number one of disarming anxiety is this. Be concerned, but don't be filled with faithless anxiety about anything. Be anxious for no thing. God is with you. God knows about it. And then he says, second, let's disarm this giant. He said, pray about everything. So we're not to be anxious about anything, and we're to pray about everything. Now, let me tell you an interesting thing about the word prayer. The word prayer has a root in it in the original language that means toward. It has to do with what direction you're going to 
where you're going with your problem. Prayer means I am going towards God. Now, let me tell you what a lot of people do. A lot of people live horizontally and there's no vertical in their life. They don't take any problems up to God. They take all their problems to another person. Nothing against counselors. I believe in counselors. But I don't believe in counselors exclusively. I believe in going to a counselor and I also believe in going to God. And I think you ought to go to God before you go to a counselor because he is called wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. So his very name is counselor. So if he's a counselor, he must want to counsel us. Okay. So you're going up. Now here's what a lot of people, they, some people just go horizontal. They go to other people with their problems. And then other people go to the bottle. They go horizontal. They grab a bottle, Miller light, Bud light, vodka, whiskey, rum, bourbon, whatever it is. Boy, it got quiet in here just now. And they say, man, I'm just so full of stress. I'm so full of anxiety. I'm so full of worry. I'm going to just numb myself. And they begin to drink. The only problem is when the buzz is gone, the problem is still there. That's right. Or these days, they go to Colorado and smoke pot. Stuck on stupid. There's no answer in pot. You know, God made it. Well, God made poison ivy too. Are you going to smoke that? Eat that? Put that in your brownies? God made it. God made a lot of things, dude, that aren't going in my mouth. This is not in my notes. This is, this is third service. I just want to preach for a minute. I got saved in jail as a 16-year-old for pot. I know about pot. And I know this. I don't care if the whole nation legalizes it. A believer doesn't need it. You know, let me tell you something. Watch this. Who would have ever thought Paul needed to add an addendum to be not drunk with wine? Now we can say be not drunk with wine or high on pot, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. When it gets right down to it, anxiety has a spiritual root, and it's defeated with spiritual weapons. The Bible teaches us not how to numb anxiety away, but how to win the battle and be truly free. Let me take this moment to encourage you to take advantage of the many resources offered on our Life Talk website. You'll find a large archive of past messages free to download, as well as other helpful materials. Just go to lifetalkradio.us. That's lifetalkradio.us. We would love to have you visit. Until then, may God's rich blessings be yours. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff. You know, every time God uses the ministry of Life Talk to transform a life by the power of Jesus Christ, it's because somebody like you gave financially and helped make it possible. 
Life Talk's daily program is listener supported. So if you're interested in supporting this ministry, call toll free 877-884-3111. That's 877-884-3111. Or visit us online at lifetalkradio.us and make a donation to empower Life Talk to continue transforming lives with the power of the gospel. Call 877-884-3111 or go online to lifetalkradio.us and give your best gift today. Disarming Anxiety is the second message of Pastor Jeff's new series, Disarming Your Giants. You can own a copy of this 10-CD set for just $50 plus shipping. Log on to LiveTalkRadio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. Get your copy of today's message for just $5 or purchase the entire series, Disarming Your Giants, for only $50 plus shipping by logging on to LiveTalkRadio.us or calling us toll-free at 877-884-3111 for more information. You've been listening to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire. To find out more about Dr. Wickwire's ministry and Turning Point Church, visit us at lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. That's 877-884-3111. And as a reminder, Life Talk is a listener-supported ministry. We exist to bring God's Word to thousands of people in your area on this great station. So your prayers and financial support go a long way in helping us with this endeavor. Please prayerfully consider helping us. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to meeting with you once again on our next Life Talk broadcast.